Am Writing. You're listening to the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. In today's publishing landscape, you can reach fans all over the world. Query letters are a thing of the past. You don't even need a literary agent. There is nothing standing in the way of making a living from writing. Join two best-selling authors who have self-published more than 20 books between them. Now, on to the show with your hosts, Autumn Burt and Jasper Schmidt. Hello, I'm Jasper. And I'm Autumn. This is episode 116 of the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast, and today we'll have a conversation around... Reaching out to book influencers or bookstagrammers, if that's something we can call those people. They are. In order to uh, market your books. Yes. That'll be interesting. It will be. I like Instagram. Well, I usually like Instagram, but we'll get into that later. I had a hiccup um, last week. Nothing I did, nothing I touched or broke, but I did notice a new trend on Instagram that, yeah, no, but we'll get there. So (laughs) how are things for you? Uh, it's good. Uh, I was actually out uh, with my uh, youngest son for, to soccer practice for the first time in a very, very long time today uh, wow. due to, uh, you know, the corona lockdown. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. But, uh, it, it got pretty cold pretty fast, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. I supr- uh, What's the... I mean, it's still spring, but it can't be that bad over there. No, well, uh, the temperature just dropped really fast all of a sudden. You know, we was, um, I think when we went there, it was probably like 10 degrees Celsius. And then one and a half hour later, once the training's finished, it was uh, two degrees. Oh, so, and I was, and, and I was standing still, of course, You're just standing there watching it, right? So standing still for one and a half hour while the temperature just drops, it, uh, well, it becomes pretty cold after yeah. a while. It's probably better to be the referee and be like running around and keeping warm. Much better. Yeah. Much better. Yes. That's and so uh, shouting at people and stuff like that. It'll keep your adrenaline going. <laughs> oh, geez. That's. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to get your exercise. You cheer for your son, even though it was just practice. So it wasn't a game. But still, you could be out there shouting. No. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't think that's good. I mean, it's uh, some. Some parents just don't know how to control themselves, honestly. And it's just let let the Even let the there? kids have fun, let them play. Why do you have to stand and shout at them? Oh, so that's not just a U.S. trait. That's that's over in the European Union too. It's good to know. I thought it was just us crazy Americans. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I should also mention uh, because the podcast people can't see this, but something new. We've <laughs> actually true. started recording video as well. While we're recording this podcast episode, so, so yeah, if, if anyone wants to see us, then uh, head on over oh, to the Am Writing Fantasy no. YouTube channel, <laughs> <laughs> or don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yes. Our um, how we record these has changed, and they're offering video. And last week, we we could have done it last week, but I was still under an old modem that had. Oh, three megabyte upload speed. Um, I'm in a really rural area, rural cell phone <laughs> internet, but we just got 5G modem and it actually is the fastest internet we've ever had. So I'm feeling pretty good. And, and it's working. Enough, and it's working. I, I didn't set it up. My husband did. I didn't touch it. He won't let me. <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh, <laughs> this was the big rollout, which is pretty good timing. We only missed one potential episode that we could have recorded um, with video. So that's not too bad. Yeah. So the Am Writing Fantasy YouTube channel will show the video feed as well if anybody interests. I don't I can't see why anybody would be, but <laughs> but, but if they are, I, then uh, I, that's an yeah, option. Absolutely. I mean, my husband actually has been complaining. He's like, I don't think like YouTube videos that are just static images, and I'm well, I'm like not saying anything. Like, yeah, that's ours, but now it isn't. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. So anything else going on on your side? Uh, everything, everything. I mean, I, I, um, I feel like, you know how it is when you, things just aren't going well. And I felt like I was stuck and I'm just sitting there spinning my wheels and grinding the gears and whatever was holding me back. I was just trying to move an inch, but whatever was holding me back, let go. And instead of just moving an inch, I got slingshotted to like the next state. <laughs> And suddenly my life goes from like just trying oh, to get one yeah. thing done to suddenly like 20 things coming at me. And it's good. It's good. But it's just suddenly I can't keep up with suddenly everything that's coming towards me of little things I'd set in motion ages ago when I was just trying to move that little bit of an inch. So I, I, I think of it, it's like playing um, a game of catch but your opponent or your cooperator is invisible mm. and they're throwing hot rocks and I'm just grasping at air, hoping to stay afloat. But yeah, so it's a total change. I haven't broken anything and suddenly things are working well. And that's a good thing, but I'm not caught up yet. <laughs> well, sooner or later, right? Yeah. As I said, my tombstone will say to be continued. A week on the internet with the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. Sorry, I started the sounder too early there, but well, never mind. Okay. <laughs> um, so just a last reminder here, if you didn't pick it up from uh, last week's episode, we are currently running a special offer on Patreon. Yes, which is fantastic. We hope you will come and join us over there. At least come and check us out for just a dollar a month. You can join us and help support this podcast, which we definitely appreciate. Uh, nothing's free. I mean, the software we use for uploading and recording and hosting, it all costs a little bit. So every bit helps us afford that. So if you like us, Patreon's one way of not only helping to support us, but getting something back, especially right now during these special sign-up offers. Yeah, so for a limited time, everyone who joins us on Patreon will get some extra prices on top of the ones that we already offer on each of the different tier levels. So everyone, and that includes the existing Patreon supporters, will get an ebook of our uh, guide that is called Plot Development, which is an end-to-end uh, walkthrough step-by-step on how to develop a plot for a novel, uh, also uh, develop the characters and the character arcs. And uh, we will also make a draw. Yes. One lucky winner will get to have a mentoring session with both of us on something 
I assume it'll be on books, I hope, either writing or <laughs> publishing. I don't know. Did we limit this? What your mentoring session could be on? I can do a small house building, but uh, hopefully it'll be on books. House or building, marketing. how to swim a mile. Oh, you, you how to be a referee, a soccer coach. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We could yeah. do a few things. Yes. How to uh, travel the world. But, how yeah. to behave yourself would be better. I won't be good at that one. <laughs> yes, uh, so that'll okay. be fun. I mean, it gets one-on-one well, coaching, so that'll be fantastic. Yeah, so in short, there's never been a better time to sign up to support the M Writing Fantasy Podcast than right now, uh, but you will need to be quick about it because this special offer ends on the 22nd of March. So... Uh, As always, you will find the links uh, to Patreon in the show notes. And on to today's topic. Okay, so what are we talking about here? (laughs) (laughs) We are talking about Instagram, which, okay, true confession for you. How often are you on Instagram? I don't even have an account. (laughs) (laughs) What? Wait, was I supposed to prepare something for today? Uh, yes. <laughs> Do we need to just cut it now? <laughs> Say thank you. That was it. Oh, you know, I'm good. At <laughs> I hope you got a lot up. of. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. this is, I, I. No, so I don't even have an account. On, <laughs> yes. But you've seen Instagram, Instagram, right? So... You, you, you can look at it and you can see it from computers and other places, even if you don't have an account. So I'm hoping you've maybe seen an Instagram post before. No. <laughs> yes, okay. uh, but mostly you can't see much, to be honest, because if you if you click on an Instagram post and you don't have an account, you can see the image, mm. but then it'll just ask you to log in, so you can't really do anything. You you could just see the image, and that's more or less it. Uh, I think before Facebook so, uh, bought it, yeah. you could actually see the posts and everything. It was more like Twitter, where you could actually follow it and see it. I remember seeing websites that would have all their Instagram images. So, yeah, I could see Facebook maybe missed it up a little bit. But we won't go there. We won't, we won't mention that. <laughs> but no, so Instagram, I have okay. to admit, so, it has but maybe- been, it's been one of my favorite social media platforms of probably the last couple of years. I used to be big on Twitter. Twitter, I never liked Facebook, but Instagram, I like. So I don't mind talking about this one. No. And and I think, well, we'll see how we get to it, but I would like to have some thoughts, at least, around the effectiveness of it all, as you see it. Yes. You know, but maybe we'll get to that. I don't know. But uh, Yes. Definitely. Well, I think we should start with, for anyone else not familiar with, if you're looking at maybe trying out Instagram. So Bookstagram is a hashtag on Instagram. And it's just one of many hashtags that are out there. I mean, some of the, there's Bookstagrammer, which you did come up with. That is correct. They're, everyone who does a Bookstagram is a Bookstagrammer. Uh, there's Books, 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 and Reading Live, Book Life, Books of Instagram, Readers of Instagram. There's all of these hashtags. And Instagram's different because you can follow hashtags just like people. So you can follow your bookstagrammers, you can follow fantasy writers, you can follow fantasy readers. That's a good one to follow. 
And then you can interact, you know, find new posts of people you don't even follow by following the hashtag. And so that's what a bookstagram is. That gives you an idea. So it's a very active, you might be surprised. There's a lot of readers. There's a lot of active book audience on Instagram and they're geared towards younger. You know, it's mostly thirties and younger. So if you are a YA or if your target audience is a younger crowd, this is a good place to hang out and get to know people because they tend to be friendly and, but yeah, it's fun, but there's definitely some Instagram rules and ways of approaching. If you want to use it as an advertising platform, there's definitely some, some ways of doing it and some ways of not doing it, of course. Okay. Yeah, we definitely need to get into some of those. Yeah. Um, but but it basically so it's basic it's basically like booktubers but just on Instagram. It's it's, it's a sort of Correct. the same thing, right? Yes, not that I I don't do video, so I don't know anything about booktubers. We do that podcast, it is all on you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but uh, booktubers is usually those people on YouTube who will uh, review books and uh, then uh, talk about what they felt about the book and and so on and so on, but I don't know how much they do of that on on Instagram. It depends, and that's what's really the key. So I, most people hear about Instagram influencers. I mean, they've been targeted by, you know, some Instagram influencers have millions of followers and they make lots of money by reviewing products or promoting products right on their channel. For some reason, Instagram, it's sort of okay to be a promoter, like a lifestyle promoter. Instagram is more selling a lifestyle than a specific thing. So if you are a bookstagrammer, you're selling a lifestyle of reading fantasy and being a huge fantasy fan. And that's one of the key things to remember. I mean, they can have thousands of followers, they can have lots of comments, and it's great to interact with them. So they are influencers. But I think one of the biggest takeaways is that these are people who are serious and professional about building a brand just like we as authors are serious and professional about building our brand. So you're coming, this is not a book reviewer with a blog that you're just like, Hey, I'll give you a free book. Well, you look at my book. This is someone who has spent sometimes hundreds of dollars to buy little props for their images. They have a whole look, they have a color scheme, they have a genre. They have something about them that is really that they're trying to sell and promote as well as gain new followers and, you're kind of tapping into someone, especially the upper tier ones, that these are people that are professional about this and you have to treat them as an equal and not as like, hey, I'll just give you a free book, do me a mention, okay? Uh, <laughs> you should be a little more serious. <laughs> and especially Instagram, it is all about the image. They There are some people who do videos and so you'll get stories. There's Instagram stories that they only last for 24 hours and you will get them. They could be only 15 seconds. So maybe you'll get them holding up your book and they'll say a little blurb about it and then it'll be gone. Or they can do a post about it. And for that, they usually do the pictures and the little, I mean, it's some of the top tier bookstagrammers. Oh my goodness, I want to... I don't know how many props and things they have. They have wands, especially the ones into the fantasy genre, dragons and wands and crystals and sparkly lights. And it's just crazy what they have. I, it makes me want to have a bigger cabin every time I see them. 
<laughs> yeah, but I, I also think that it's it matters a lot to well, as I, I think you probably alluded to it there, right? But I would think that it matters a lot to get the right type of influencer. And it's it's not like a one size fits all thing. Yeah, you need to find somebody who who loves your genre and caters to that type of audience, I guess, right? Absolutely. And that's one of the things, I mean, if you just ha- you know look at the hash- hashtag bookstagrammer or follow it, the top nine posts on any hashtag you look at are the top nine trending, you know, like when you go into Twitter and it tells you like the trending posts on the side, it's sort of the same thing on Instagram, mm-hmm. you get a block of nine. And those are the top ones at that moment in that hashtag. And you can look through them and bookstagrammer is great, but that is... It's specific to books, but it's not f- specific to your genre. So you do need to do some research. Like I noticed right now, uh, Sarah J. Mass just released um, A Court of Silver Flames, which is the next b- book in her Crown of Thorns and Roses series. And so I have seen a lot of people posting pictures with that book, um, doing little reviews, saying where they are and they're reading it, what they're thinking of it. There's tons of posts. But if you read through them, you'll see a few people say, like, I never read fantasy, but I read this one. Because it is a popular book and people are trying to build their brand and build their number of followers by saying, I'm reviewing this really popular book. Well, that's not a reason to go and ask them if they'll review your book if they typically do not read fantasy you want to burrow down you want to read through some other posts in fact one of the best things you can do is spend some time you know follow the bookstagrammer comment on some of their other posts so they know who you are before you do a spam you know a private message saying hey will you do read my book too you want to get to know them a little bit see what they're going to offer you you know some people you instagram is really interesting you can't post a live link in a post and so that's one of the fun things. So you can't really sell anything unless you're doing advertising, unless you put it in your bio link. So you need to see how do they promote these books? You know, just because they do a review, what is that going to buy you? Is that going to have their audience really excited? Or will they be able to post a link for something for you or at least have tag you so that they'll go and follow you and you'll get a whole bunch of new followers? That's not a bad outcome because then you can offer them all your new followers. Uh, hey, look at my link. Here's a freebie. Go follow it. So there's you've got to be strategic. You can't just say, hey, I'm going to go get a bookstagrammer to review my book and it's going to do X. You've got to figure out what your X is before you go and find your bookstagrammer. Yeah, nobody likes to be asked to fave out of the blue by somebody who 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 they have no idea who it is, right? I mean, nobody likes that. So the starting starting of building a relationship in in advance is very important, I think. But I'm also thinking that going after the top tier ones might not be very smart. <laughs> I think if you wanted to go for a top tier one, I would say start maybe your first one start lower. Uh, Start with someone who has a moderate amount of followers who is willing to work for you or work with you. But definitely, if you're going to go for the top tier ones, you've got to have a platform. You've got to have a really gorgeous book cover. Remember, pictures are everything on Instagram. The posts are nice, but it's the picture that really is the most popular thing that people are scrolling through Instagram for. So if you don't have a pretty cover... 
No, and the fact is, most of these bookstagrammers, the big ones, they have these bookshelves the size of rooms, which, I'm, again, I'm so jealous. They have them organized by color. Some of them have them all white. It's just crazy the amount of time <laughs> oh they spend God. organizing their books. But think of it. They're real books. They like real books. So you need to be offering, maybe you can offer someone a free ebook, but they're probably going to want a paperback and they're going to respond a lot better if you're offering a free paperback. So you're probably, unless you've got some money, which if you do, I don't know why you're trying to hunt down bookstagrammers. There's other ways of, you know, advertising than this. You probably don't want to be sending out like 30 or 40 or 50 paperbacks. You're going to have to choose just a couple, grab five paperbacks, choose five bookstagrammers call that a success because they're going to want paper. It's going to sound a much better offer if you can send them a paperback because they're going to want that for their photo. No, and that, that definitely makes sense. But, but then again, I, well, it's, it's because I'm not into this world. Right. But my thinking is just like, well, they want a photo. So a ebook cover it, that's a photo, right? What's the what's the problem? But I guess it's because they they are taking photos themselves and stylizing and and all that kind of thing. I suppose, right? It is, and it's harder. The um, most covers you see of like eBooks or iPads with a book cover photo are not actually on the image because of the screen reflection and everything else. Usually, those are all digitally altered images, and yet to get their props and everything else there. They usually want a paperback. They're pretty old school, especially the fantasy ones. I've noticed they really like a real book. They want to hold up a real book. They want to hold up an iPad or a phone. They want something really pretty. Yeah. No, and I see the same thing goes for the booktubers as well. They also want the physical. But in their case, I really understand it because they're talking to camera. So they want to be able to show it to the camera that it is this book, right? So I understand that. But uh, yeah, the Instagram stuff is still weird to me because <laughs> uh, you could just download the the book cover image, right? And then you could do photo man- manipulation and do whatever. But what? never mind. It's just me. I, I know it's just me. So just ignore my comments. <laughs> well, because I don't have a big staging area. When I do my images on Instagram, I often are, I'm often photo manipulating things and putting them in places that I don't actually have. So I, I get that, but that's not the brand that most of the bookstagrammers are. They're doing for authentic. This is their real house. This is their real reading room. They are really readers and they're really serious readers. So they want the real deal. That's just mm. the way it goes. Authenticity is the key, and they want to show it off. That's fair enough. Yeah. But how do you how do you see the time investment in this stuff? Because one, if we're saying number one, you you have to build a relationship with these people in advance. So of course, that takes a bit of time. So I I'm automatically there already thinking that you should probably do this if you like the bookstagram stuff anyway so if it's like i love this anyway um it would not be something like if if i was the one i probably would not give myself the advice to say start building a relationship with these people because i i don't really it's not that i dislike it but i i don't find any pleasure in going on to instagram and finding pictures and following these people and why i i don't enjoy it so wouldn't it be better just to say, then don't do it? Uh, I, I'm always thinking, like, isn't the advice to say you should only do it if you like it already? Or what? Or what I do you would, think? 
if you like it already or if it's your audience, if your audience is younger, if your audience is going to like Bookstagram or Bookstagrammers, even if you hate it, then it might be a good thing to give a try. Because, I mean, maybe you have to do uh, follow a books a couple Bookstagrammers, you know, narrow it down, talk to them for a week or two and or maybe a month. But again, you don't have to do it every single day. You stop in once or twice a week, talk to them, see what they're posting, comment on their posts for a month and then private message them and saying, Hey, I really like what you do. I love your look. I love the books you review. I write something similar. I will give you a free paperback if you are willing to, you know, look at mine and review it. And by the way, here's a link to the actual, you know, the ebook. So you can see what you're getting into or even a blurb, or I'll give you an ebook if you want to read it first. So that you know, you, you, you know, you will like it or at least a sample. So you want to, at least, you know, build up some kind of relationship, but it's not going to be like months and you're talking to them for every day for hours on end. It does not take long to go into Instagram and do a post, especially if you're following a few specific people. Okay, fine. I'll accept it. that answer. Um, but then <laughs> I have, still, then I have another, it. <laughs> another critical question. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, well, I have to be the critical voice today. Um, <laughs> so let's say let's okay let's then say you don't have to overdo the engagement and, and all that so it's not too much work but then what is the actual likelihood of them actually saying yes because Mr. Nobody comes and say hey can you please uh, <laughs> would you mind uh, reviewing my book uh, or, what, or, or whatever you know I mean, I understand when you say Sarah J. Mass and stuff like that. Now, of course, yeah, of course, she's gonna get bookstagrammers to to, but or Stephen King or Brandon Sanderson or whatever, right? But what about the rest of us mortals? Is it is it even possible? Do you think? Oh yeah, I definitely think it's possible. I having been there and around. I mean, a reader. Some of these readers. I mean, they're professional readers. They can read a book in a day, and so they need a lot of books. And a lot of them do like to. Some of them, that's their thing, is to go to books book sales and find books that they prefer. Some of them happily take other books. Again, it's all about finding out which ones are going to be more open to you. And some of them might say, "No, it's just not my cup of tea." But a lot of a lot of them like books, even if it's for a prop, even if they might not get to it for a month or so, you don't know. But uh, I think they would be, if you have a nice cover, if you are a good enough writer, you know, if you can entice them, I think you'll be fine. But if you have maybe only one book out or, and it's, you know, you did the cover yourself, they might politely say no. <laughs> so you have to do watch that. Hmm. And I definitely yeah. think it's important uh, to. Well, to, I, I guess. Yeah. Go ahead. No, sorry. Yeah, there is a bit of delay here, so sorry for that. <laughs> so I didn't pick up that you started the talking, but uh, I was just wondering as well that I, I guess they don't really mind how much or how little of an audience you have then, because from their point of view, the main thing that they want is just the free book, and they want some let's call it content that they can produce then by reading the book, right? So so they don't really, to that, as long as the book looks wonderful and it is within the stuff that they like to read already, then I guess they don't really care if you have, uh, uh, you know, your aunt and your brother following you on Twitter or if you have uh, 125,000 people following you. I guess they don't really care. I don't think it does. I mean, 
it would probably be helpful if you can then, you know, cross promote them or offer them some kind of cross promotion in some way. But a lot of them, yeah, they're looking for content. They're looking for nice pictures or good books to review. And you're basically maybe offering them something, you know, a freebie and as a selection that maybe they wouldn't have found otherwise, they might be happy about it. So it's not a bad, it's not, something they're going to just out and out refuse not everyone some are going to have some you know like they're reading their to be read pile might be a mile long and they're just like no no more that's one thing about readers they tend to always want another book don't we (laughs) always yeah yeah because that that's that's basically my fear in all of this is that uh they might easily say yeah sure send it to me but they have like a to be red pile that is so ins- because imagine a lot of people will be doing this right a lot of people will be reaching out to them and maybe they just say yeah sure no problem send it to me and then it goes into the pile and not to say that they never get there but it, well what if it takes a year before they get to your book right i mean is it then worth it yeah well of course it, that'll be nice once they get to it but Maybe that was not quite the point. Maybe you released the book and you wanted it to give a bit of a boost and, and then a year, well, then you could say it gets a boost a year later. But <laughs> it, it more sounds like you need to be aware of your, let's say, strategy here or you set your expectations right. Definitely. I think it's... um you you need to state you need to be clear when you private message them and saying i have a book that's a new release or that i'm looking to promote in june just be clear and like i said you need to know what you're going to get why are you approaching this bookstagram or is it because they are incredibly popular or because you think they have an audience that you would like to get into are they going to tag you because you're not going to get a free link the, anyone who reads that post will have to go and probably search your book or if they get if you get tagged they can go and follow you and read your bio and maybe find out where you're giving away your freebie because you only have one link so those are the things to keep in mind that you don't have much of a you know there's not a big advertising thing so you have to be really clear on what you're expecting if it's going to be followers to come and follow you or you're going to have a sale that's going to go with this book then you need to tell the bookstagram or hey i'm planning on doing this would you be willing is this something you want to work together and do or you could do this review and when you do the review i'm going to give you five ebooks that you can give away for free as well as part of your platform. There's a lot of things you can make up and that they can do as well. And that's, that is not an atypical on Instagram. They can, a lot of people do like, Hey, I'll choose five people from my comments to give in a private message, you a link to get a free book. People do comment giveaways a lot on Instagram. It's like tag, follow comment, and they will give away a book and team up with a big bookstagrammer or even a moderate bookstagrammer do that with you it could benefit both of you you're giving them something to give away for free they're getting content and also building their own platform and you're going to cross post and if your audience you know likes instagram as a younger audience this could be really fun you can have fun with i think that that's the thing to remember is just instagram it's a lifestyle and so you're selling reading you're selling fun and adventure and that you love your readers those are the vibes you should be giving out with your post and with your offer and if you do that i think you will get a good response 
if you're, you know, just saying, hey, here's my freebie. I think you'll like it. You should read it. Um, you're probably going to hit a brick wall. <laughs> Not a problem. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And, uh, well... I guess it's it's up to people to try. Uh, I mean, why not? You you, you can try it out. It, it doesn't cost you anything to send an email or contact these people. So in that sense, you can try it out. But I'm still I'm still thinking that it might be more difficult than you think. You're challenging me to go give this a try, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> try it out and see how many people you can actually get to say yes. Because, oh, I, I uh, well, I, no, okay. Let me let let me rephrase that. I think you can get people to say yes, but I'm not so sure that they will get to it within the time frame you would like them to. That will be. It would be an interesting topic, but I think again, it comes down to, like, especially like right now, I'm releasing a whole series, so I know I'm going to be releasing books from here till June. If I could set up a bookstagram, or even with the final book that they're going to maybe read one or two of them, or maybe I'll give them all in the series. That's not a, you're planning ahead. It's like planning ahead, all of your advertising. You're not expecting an immediate thing. I mean, they're going to have to read a whole, you have to ship the book, you know, they have to read it all. They have to post it. So it might not happen, but I think being clear, a lot of these, yeah. like I said, the, to them, this is a professional level business. So if they're not being clear and concise and can't give you a time frame, then move on to someone who can give that to you. No, you don't want little, Oh yeah, it looks good. I'll get to it sometime in 2024. You know, <laughs> you definitely want to pin that down. And to me, the biggest hurdle uh, in the challenge I see, I mean, I do like Instagram, but I do see problems because it is constantly changing. Facebook does own it now. And Facebook likes to change things quite a bit bit yes and, they love that yeah and so yeah. it it keeps changing like when you first when i first joined instagram you never saw a promotional post or you'd see one every 20 or 30 and then they changed it to like one every third post became promotional and then they'd have three together and then they stopped doing that and they changed how you do it but it is it can there's days that i go on there and i'm like i just can't take that and then last week of course when we were we're talking now, um, it'll have been two, three weeks ago, I went on and all of these cross posts from TikTok. And I'm not on TikTok for a purpose. I don't really like video. I don't want to do TikTok. It's not Instagram. Instagram tends to be static images. They have some video, but they it's, you know, Instagram TV never took off. It's not a big thing. So most video are very small or some little blurry images that are moving a little bit. And suddenly there's all these cross posts from TikTok that were one not formatted to the Instagram size, which is 1400 by 1400. So they were odd size, stretched wrong. And I just couldn't take it. I'm on there for the pretty pictures to talk to authors I like, um, to have conversations. And suddenly all these people doing TikTok stuff, I was just like, I'm done. I didn't even look at it the rest of the day. <laughs> so, you know, if you give a book to somebody... I don't know what Instagram will look like in six months, as much as I hate to say it, but I don't know. It could change hugely because every once in a while, if Facebook decides to roll out a massive change to Instagram and there's usually an uproar and then they bring it back a little bit, but it's not owned by the original founders who had the vision for it that it used to be. So it is changing constantly. And so there is that. 
so if you do give away someone a book and they say I'll read it in eight months, it might be fine. Asteroid could have hit the Earth by now too, so I don't know. <laughs> no, that's true. But but I actually I was actually thinking while you were talking that that might be the so to speak easiest way of getting mileage out of Instagram would be to basically just reach out to let's say a new bookstagrammer like once uh, every two weeks or once a month or whatever and don't care about when they get to it but but just sort of get the wheel Start turning and just keep turning it yeah yeah well yeah and then eventually something will pop out here and there that, that then they got to it mm-hmm. i mean that could be a way where i think it could be working but I, i'm more much more hesitant if you have deadlines and you need it within this time frame and so i think that will be difficult especially if you're talking about maybe not the low grade influencers but if it's influencers with a big following who who does this as a professional level they will not you know abide to your time scale they you will have to abide to theirs yes and and, and that means that maybe you have to wait 10 months or whatever but if you keep feeding the monster, as you say, every week or every second week or once a month or whatever you have the time for, then, well, something will trickle out down the road, right? So so that might be something that could be worth it. Absolutely. And it is, to me, and the other only caveat I have is that you're building a platform on someone else's platform. And you and I have discussed this a lot, especially recently. Oh my God, yes. yes. <laughs> and so that's great if you get 50,000 Instagram followers and you become your own influencer, an author influencer. That's fantastic. I don't know many author influencers other than the really big names that have that many followers. I mean, it seems a lot of them cap out at the 5,000 to 10,000. There's a few who get a little bit higher, but I think that's great, but I have to admit, I spent a lot of time last week formatting some images to like do a character. A lot of people sometimes format some stuff for like character introductions or uh, cover reveals. You know, they do all these things and it's great. And then I'm like, it's gone. And, you know, it'll be on my feed for a while, but essentially, if I post once a day or a couple times a day, it's going to trickle down really quickly. I ended up taking the images and putting it on my blog and spreading that out to like Amazon and Goodreads and all these other places that I think it it did a lot better. And by being on my blog, it'll last a lot longer. I got I, I sent it out to my poor subscribers that I have neglected recently. So I do think it is one thing to consider that <laughs> what are you doing on Instagram? How is it helping your platform? Yeah, it's great to build something there, but how are you going to convert them into readers? And if Instagram changes hugely, how are they going to find you so that, you know, they're on your mailing list or they know where your website is so that they can go and find you because, you know, Facebook used to be the big thing and maybe it still is, but I think it's tanking Twitter. I used to, I have, I have so many followers on Twitter, but I have not been active really on that platform for a long time because it's just changed too much and I'm not that interested. And I have to admit, I like really, I'm graphic designer. I like pretty pictures. I, that's why I don't do forums. It's just pictures. I like pictures. Yeah. Yeah. But getting people from those platforms, whatever, whichever one it is that you're using in this case, in uh, Instagram, getting them off of there and onto your email list is absolutely key. I mean, years ago, uh, I wrote a book about how to use Twitter as an author. 
And uh, lo and behold, like six months after I, <laughs> I published that book, <laughs> Twitter changed the uh, terms and conditions so that the strategy that I was using to actually get people off of Twitter and onto the email list stopped working. So that's the thing that you all, I think you always just have to keep in mind with this stuff that if you are not funneling, funneling them away from the platform and onto your email list, it could go away tomorrow. And then when I say that, I also know that many people will think, yeah, but that's not really going to happen. I mean, what about YouTube and people have been YouTubers for years and years and years and they earn a living? And that, that's true, yes. But sometimes it happens and maybe it hasn't happened yet and maybe it won't happen for the next two years. Who knows? I don't know. But I'm assuming that uh, being an author means that you want to build a lifetime career out of this. And one thing I can say for sure is that Instagram will change over the next 50 years. It will <laughs> not be the same. So if if that's the only place where you have your audience, you have an issue, yeah. right? Um, and there was also the people at some point that uh, built their, their entire business based on uh, Google Ads and stuff like that. And then at some point, Google changed how Google Ads worked, uh, worked and they didn't pay out affiliates at the same level anymore and so on and so on. And people's business stopped from basically overnight, right? Yeah. From one day to the next. So it's not to sort of paint a doomsday picture out of things, but I, I think it is important to be mindful that it's only when you have the control over the customer data that you can build a proper sustainable business because otherwise you will always be dependent on the, well, whims and ideas about the whatever the other platform is. This same thing with Facebook, right? I mean, a lot of authors at the moment, our self-inclusive inclusive, has quite big audiences maybe in Facebook groups and stuff like that. And if that's the only place where you have them, you again, you have an issue. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I think this sort of stuff is really, really important. I, I agree. And that's why, you know, I was it's definitely got me thinking again that making sure your your core, your the stuff you own, like your own website, your own blog, make sure that that's solid and growing and push out to the other platforms, you know, you reuse your posts. Or what I still love it about blogs. I mean, you can list, you can link your website blog to your Amazon profile, to your Goodreads profile. You can spread that out to your Twitter, to your Facebook. You can't link it to your Instagram, but you can find ways of cross posting it. I know I, you use a, a social poster. I use um, social pilot. There are ways of pushing out even a blog post. Even if the link isn't live, you can kind of, if you have an easy website, which is the whole purpose of having a website name is that it's easy to type. You can send people back over to it. And so, you know, making sure you're generating those links to come back to where your core, your center core that is strong, that you own is, is really the best use of your marketing time rather than, sitting there on Instagram for hours and hours or sitting on Facebook for hours and hours. That's one, not helping you write. <laughs> and two, it's not a platform you own. Yeah. So at the end of the day, those people could disappear overnight if something changed in the platform. I mean, everyone does, says that about Amazon. And that's one reason I'm wide and you're wide is that if something happens on Amazon, we're, it's not our only basket of eggs, but 
I really do believe that. I mean, I don't just talk that. I, I walk that. Yeah, yeah. And we also had, and I don't remember the episode number anymore, but people can search for it. But we had Joanna Penn on and on yes. a past episode as well, where we talked about diversifying your income. And that's exactly why it is so important. And she she's a big advocate of that as well, um, to make sure you don't have all the eggs in one basket, because it's gonna hurt one day if yes. that's what you do. Maybe not now, maybe not next five years, but one day it will hurt. Yeah. Uh, so yeah try always to diversify making sure you control your uh, audience meaning that you have them on an email list so that you know that no matter what happens with facebook or instagram or whatever you have a way to contact those people when you have a new book out um, that's the only way to build it sustainable yes and speaking of new book out according to the when this podcast is released i released a book yesterday i can't wait to the future me to tell the present me how that goes so i don't know i just realized <laughs> that that's really exciting that's perfect i want to time travel to the day yeah. after my book release yay okay back to the podcast <laughs> that's, that's perfect yeah. no but any final words on uh bookstagram and instagram and whatnot no other than like i said it is it's a lot about branding it's a lot about lifestyle and it's a lot about, I would assume, unless you're writing dystopian or something really dark and depressing, um, that it's about having a little bit of fun. So do keep that in mind. That's sort of what Instagram is about. It's not about just selling one thing. It's about selling a whole lifestyle of what it's like to be a reader. So treat the bookstagrammers like professionals who with a professional brand equal, if not better than yours, and be nice. But come say hi. It's really fun. And if you do, come say hi to me. So I, because I'm on there and you're not, but I really do enjoy it. Assuming they stop cross posting TikTok. <laughs> well, maybe one day. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. So next Monday, we are going to share some tips and thoughts on writing a first draft. We'll try to be as helpful as we can when it comes to first drafting. If you like what you just heard, there's a few things you can do to support the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. Please tell a fellow author about the show and visit us at Apple Podcast and leave a rating and review. You can also join Autumn and Jasper on Patreon.com slash AmWritingFantasy. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get awesome rewards and keep the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast going. Stay safe out there and see you next Monday. <laughs>